You are listening to the Way to Wellness Podcast with Casey Hayes. This is episode number four. noticed, but I did not um, publish a new broadcast, (laughs) I'll say, last week. Um, I was in Las Vegas with my husband for his annual business conference, and we usually use it as like our yearly vacation, Um, and since the conventions are held in a different city every year, we just kind of make like our yearly trip out of it, and it's really fun. Um, We've been to San Diego, San Antonio, New Orleans, Orlando. Um, We went to Cancun um, probably like nine or ten years ago. Um, We've been doing it for a long time, so we've gotten really good at learning how to um, mix business with fun. And I actually took my laptop and did some client work for my freelance writing. And that was actually really cool to like... Just take a break for a minute from the convention hall and go up to the room and just write and do my thing. And it was it was actually pretty fun. I've always had like this, it sounds kind of weird, I've always had like a fantasy of having a working vacation where you can just, because you work from your laptop, you can just take your laptop wherever you want to go and you have everything you need right there. And I think that's, obviously that was one big draw to me. Um, to start an online business where I write and um, I also can coach people online or in person. Um, Well, the topic today I want to talk about is accountability. Um, It's actually not the original topic that I had planned for today when I got back from the trip uh, this week. Um, I actually wanted to talk about discomfort because um, I encountered some really good situations where accepting discomfort over the course of our trip was uh, really important and gave me some really meaningful experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, But I will save that for another episode because discomfort is just an ongoing part of growth and change and becoming the best version of yourself that you want to be. So that's just always going to be a theme that you'll see come up over and over again. And as soon as you get comfortable with one level of comfort, it's like your boundary line moves further out and then you have to cross that boundary line to get outside into another level of discomfort. So it's like you're never really done. It's just always a practice. And so instead of discomfort, um, I chose accountability because I was in a coach training, an online coach training earlier today actually, and the um, facilitator of the coach training mentioned that one of the purposes of coaching was to provide accountability and I made a hard stop. Like if you could have seen the face I made, it would have said it all, let me tell you. So because of that, whenever I have some type of like extreme reaction to something that someone else says, I try to take a minute and figure out where that reaction is coming from and why I'm having it. So What I did was I decided to take a few minutes and think about it, think about what the 
the trainer said and why it kind of conjured up that response in me, that resistance. And I made some notes about specifically why accountability, I'm doing air quotations around it, why that bothered me so much. Um, I mean, surely I can't be the only one who that had that reaction, but I don't know for sure. I don't know any of the other people that were in the coach training. Um, so I, I just don't know. But I just know I bristle whenever anyone tries to tell me what to do. So <laughs> you can ask my husband that. <laughs> There's this meme I love. And I feel like I've mentioned memes in every friggin' podcast, so I'm sorry. But I love them. And there's one particular one I love that says, I was going to do that, but then you told me to. And it is just like a classic example of how I feel when someone tries to tell me what to do. And that's how I, maybe this is just me, but that's kind of how I perceive the whole accountability thing. Because to me, it implies that you are beholden to someone else to hold you to a certain standard. And I think that's bullshit. So I listed out three specific reasons um, in my notes that I'm just going to go over here. So if you hear me rustling papers, that's what's going on. I just grabbed a notebook and just started scribbling why that just irked me so much. Um, so the first one is the authority issue. And that is because a coaching client relationship is not parent-child or boss employee or I don't know police officer and disorderly citizen or any other type of scenario where one person has some kind of authority over you um, and really one reason I love and respect the kind of relationship a coaching experience can build between people is that each partner is coming together with one common goal and that is that goal is to get the client wherever it is they want to be. Coaching is really holding a mirror and showing another person what's true. Um, oftentimes we have different perceptions of ourselves, whether that's you know positively skewed or negatively skewed. And what coaching does is facilitates a space where an objective person who cares about your well-being and who wants to help you accomplish your goals and your desires can look at it from an outside standpoint and tell you what's true. Oftentimes, the things that we believe about ourselves are not actual facts. They're just things that we've come to believe based on limiting thoughts that we have about ourselves. Like, oh, I can't lose weight, or oh, I can't eat better food, or oh, I just I just can't exercise, I just can't. I hate it so much, I hate it, I hate it, and I can't do it. And it's like, those are specifically health coaching examples, but that could apply to any type of experience that you haven't had in your life yet. You're telling yourself that you can't do it because you haven't done it before. You're looking at your past to tell you what can happen in your future. And so that's not actually fact. It just means you haven't done it before. Um, to take an example from my vacation, I booked a four-mile kayak trip, and I've never kayaked in my life. I found that trip. I booked it. We showed up at the place. Um, they drove us down to the river, and these amazing kayaks were ready and waiting. And I had a moment at the last second where I could have weaned out and done, they had single and double kayaks, and I could have done a double kayak with my husband because he's done it before. 
Um, he grew up doing all kinds of outdoor sports, and I didn't. And I had a moment where I could have said, you know, no, I'm not comfortable. I'll take a back seat in the double kayak, but I didn't. I took my own kayak, and it was so amazing. But it was because I didn't listen to that voice in my head saying, you can't do that because you've never done it before. Because that's just crap. You just, no one would ever accomplish anything. And no one would ever invent anything or create anything new or do, like, amazing accomplishments or explorations for humanity if all we ever did was say, oh, I can't do that because I've never done it before. And so what coaching really does is tell you what's true. That's how I, that's my approach to it. And so having that authoritarian implication from the word accountability for me, um, that was the first, the first block that came up when I heard that in the coach training. And the second thing I think is the, is there's a dependency issue about the word accountability. So holding someone accountable to another person is a widely used approach and I have to assume it works for a lot of people, but it never worked for me. Um, when I set out to lose weight and get in shape a few years back, I had the option to be accountable to a friend of mine who offered to review my food journal. I didn't really want to pursue that option for a few reasons, but one of those reasons was that I wanted to own it myself. Um, whenever I set out to do something new and a goal I want to accomplish, which for this was getting healthy, losing weight, getting in better shape, um, better physical condition, I wanted to do that myself and I wanted to learn it on my own. Um, I've always been a very independent learner, um, even before I was homeschooled. Um, when I was in elementary school, I was the same way. I always wanted to do things my own way. Um, I don't like other people's opinions influencing me when I'm in a um, learning phase. So when we're new at things, we don't want a whole lot of outside noise. And I think that aside from a coaching relationship where you can share your prior experience to enhance your client's future experience, I don't believe you want to create any type of relationship or environment where your client feels like they have to depend on you for every decision, every pivot they make during their, their coaching relationship with you. Um, you want to be teaching them the self-coaching skills they need to move forward without you. Um, of course, that does not mean that you would not love to work with a client again. Um, that's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that you don't want to create a relationship of dependency where they start filtering everything through your lens. Oh, what would they say about this? What would they say about that? It's about what they want and what they need. Again, coaching is really holding a mirror. And the coach is not in that image. <laughs> the client is in that image. It is a, all about the client. And when you break it down to what it really is, it's a relationship between two people. And that's very personal. It's a very personal decision that a client comes to me and wants my help. And that's because that's their personal journey. That's the number three of my list of three 
of the ways that accountability just rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Um, it's very personal when a person decides to commit. They decide, they commit, and they take action. And they took action by enlisting someone that they felt would really help them meet their goal. And I don't take that lightly. If someone asks for my help, I understand all the steps that they had to go through to get to that point where they want me to help them. They trust me. They believe I can get them where they want to go. They believe I can set them up for success. And that is a very personal decision to come to. And it is a personal it's personal work that they have to do themselves. I can't do any of this for them. Any success that you have when you're my client, that is your success. I can't take on any of that. All I'm doing is creating a place where you feel empowered and you feel creative enough and you feel supported enough to go after the goal that you already decided you wanted to achieve. So... So this isn't just a whole big poo-poo on the word accountability. I did want to mention when I think accountability does work. And when it does work is when you're able to answer to yourself truly and honestly that you're doing the best you can. You are the only expert on you in the world. So you're the only person in the world who can account for your efforts. My job as a coach, again, is to empower you, support you, and set you up for success, but I will never tell you what to do or require that you be accountable to me. That's up to you. If you want to go deeper into what I can offer you as a health coach, head on over to caseyhayeswrites.com coaching and look at all the goodies that I offer in each of those coaching packages there. As always, if you have any questions or concerns about anything related to health coaching, you just want to understand what the hell, what the heck is health coaching, um, what can I really do to help you, any kind of questions that you might have getting started on your own way to wellness, um, you can always email me, and it's no charge. I won't charge you just to email me, of course. It's caseyhayeswrites at gmail.com with any questions that you may have. I hope you have an awesome week, and... Until next time.